Life is all about taking the opportunities God gives us and going for it. One day you and I will stand before Jesus and he'll ask us, what did you do with all that time I gave you? What did you do with all that truth? What did you do with those opportunities? With these questions in mind, what would your response be? Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I want to share with you a few minutes today about a topic that is very near and dear my heart. And that is seize the opportunity to serve. Yeah, seize it. Because you never know who you're helping. And does it really matter? The thing is, you want to seize that opportunity to serve. The Message Bible says uh, concerning Proverbs 3, 27 and 28, Never walk away from someone who deserves help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Never tell your neighbors to wait until tomorrow if you can help them now. This is so near and dear my heart because service is really lost. We see it lost in our society, lost within our workplace, lost in our churches. Service is very important. It is important to serve. Jesus served. He said, you know what? You got to do just like me and you got to serve. And when you begin to serve, you begin to see a passion and a compassion come forth out of you that really the bottom line of all of it issuing is love. Because love is something you do. Love doesn't just say, I feel sorry for what happened to that guy. Isn't it a shame? Isn't that too bad? Love seizes the moment. For instance, in one of Jesus's most familiar parables, <laughs> the Good Samaritan, there are several things to seize the moment that we can see in there. And we can see some things that were lost that could have been done that was not being done by whom we thought they should have. So out of that Good Samaritan story parable, there are three ways to look at people. You can look at people as prey, P-R-E-Y, someone that you can profit from, and you can look at them as trouble to avoid or an opportunity for you to serve. The Lord says we are to minister to others, especially those in need. I found that a lot of people look at situations like what is mine is mine and Nobody else's, and I don't have time to stop and deal with anyone else. But we need to have this perspective. What is mine is God's. So let us share it. In fact, all of mine is God's. <laughs> when you look at it like that, it makes a big difference in everything that's going on in your life, how you move toward others and how you see others. You know, many times, just like this parable uh, of, of the Good Samaritan, the robbers, you know, see people as prey. They came by in you know, three different ways here and they're out to gain something from him. You see, and then like the priest and the Levite, they see him as trouble to avoid. He's baggage they don't want to carry. But the Samaritan man, he saw this person as someone he could help. He sees him as an opportunity to ministers. So let me tell you, your attitude, it's all about your attitude. And the attitude that says, you know what? What is yours is mine and I can take it from you. You know what? You'll always be driven by greed. It's like a child. Someone once said a child's property law goes like this. If I like it, it's mine. If it's in my hand, it's mine. If I can take it from you, it's mine. If I had it a little while ago, it's mine. If it's mine, it must never appear to be yours in any way. If I'm doing or building something, all the pieces are mine. If it looks just like mine, it's mine. 
If I think it's mine, it's mine. If it's yours and I steal it, it's mine. That's childish thinking. And in a competitive society like we're in today, you can easily end up with such an attitude. Oh, yes. But you know what? Always ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Am I going to really benefit? Listen, if you get nothing out of it, you should decide, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Because you know what? When I say get nothing out of it, I'm not talking about from the child's perspective. But I'm talking about if you get more moral strength. If you feel more wisdom from doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And as you begin to do that, you'll begin to see things begin to, to move in your directions. Blessings begin to come. And you won't be, well, you know, like the religious man nor the robber. The religious man just wanted to avoid the trouble. The attitude was that what's mine is mine and I'll keep it from you. Driven by selfishness. Isn't that sad? We see the, the robber was driven by greed. The religious person driven by selfishness. And both of them, the priest and the Levite, passed by on the other side. They were in a hurry to do their work at the temple. They were not, they didn't even want to touch that anything unclean. They didn't even want to care for that man that was there that had been left by the robbers. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And then put, you know, got real religious about it. Talking about he who touches a dead man is unclean for seven days. You know, it, it, they just felt it was too troublesome. They didn't want to delay their journey. They didn't want to hinder their work. Oh, let me tell you, people of God. Uh, don't see people as trouble to avoid. I know sometimes they can get on your last nerve. You don't want to even see them coming. But you know what? I Over the summer, I had part of a Bible series that I did. And one of it was that the person that you're trying to avoid, could it be that God is sending them to you? <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. And I tell you, we have to learn how to communicate with all because God is doing something on the inside. And when God begins to teach us and show us what to do and how to do it, we come out of that Cain's philosophy of life. Am I my brother's keeper? Genesis 4 and 9. We come out of that. And see, we are put on earth to make a contribution, not to consume resources. God wants us to love him by loving people. Serve him by serving people. You know, I've seen so many best-selling books that are offering advice on how to get the most out of your life. But that's not the reason God made us. We're created to add to life on earth, not just take from it. God wants us to give something back. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Oh, then we see. The robbers beat him up. Priest the Levite wanted to avoid him. But the Samaritan man, the Samaritan saw in this person an opportunity to help. His attitude was, what's mine is yours and I will share it with you. He was driven not by greed. He was driven not by selfishness. He was driven by compassion. Compassion moved him to help that needy man. Even though the victim was a Jew and there was a long-standing racial prejudice divide between them. Yet, that didn't stop him. You see, when you truly care, the Spirit of God goes beyond race, beyond prejudice, beyond religion, or status. It sees the preciousness of a human soul, life. It comes from the heart. And another thing I want you to see, this Samaritan was not trained in ministry like the priest or the Levite. He probably knew very little about the law or what the scripture said, unlike the priest or the Levite. Yet he did what was right. Oh, that's it right there. You see, it doesn't matter how much you know. The important thing is, are you doing 
what you know. Oh, okay. Did you get that? Mm. That's why Jesus said it twice in this very parable. See, and when the expert of the law came to him and he said before telling this parable in verse 25, he said, do this and you will live. Then after telling the story, this parable, he said again at the end, go and do likewise in verse 27. See, you don't want to be caught as those who know the scriptures, but yet not living it. Mm. This Samaritan was probably not any richer than the priest or the Levite, yet he gave his possessions. He freely gave. He offered his oil, his wine, his money. He put the man on his own donkey and had to walk to the end. His care was not half-hearted. No, it was compassionate. It was complete. He said he would reimburse the innkeeper for any extra expense that was necessary to help this man recover. Mm. He assumed responsibility for the welfare of this man, whom he did not even know. Actually, well, let me tell you, he need not even have to return. He could have just done that and left. But he let him know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to check on him. And whatever else is due you or that you have to spend that I didn't leave enough, I'll make sure you get it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look after him when I return. Verse 35, look at it there in this parable. And, and that gives us a clue that he must have something to attend to. He had to go somewhere and go, do something and then come back. Just like the priest or the Levite, you know, he's going to go, but he was going to come back. See, compassion demands that you stop and help somebody. Compassion. All of us need the Samaritan's view of life. We are our brother's keeper. No one is less important than us. Come on. We are to help one another. We all have something to offer because God has given us something to give. Jesus wants us to go and do likewise. Be a good Samaritan and practice the love of God. Oh yes, this starts with a compassionate heart. It involves a willingness to sacrifice. Oh my goodness. And what is mine is God's. So let us share it. In fact, all of mine is God. Ha! Well, Seize the opportunity to serve someone. God has placed in your life people to whom you are called to minister and help. People who need you. Ah, Jesus himself is a good Samaritan. When he saw the misery of mankind under the power of sin and death, he did not remain in his heavenly throne. But he came down to this world to live among us. He made time for us. He healed the sick. He strengthened the weak. Encouraged those without hope. In order to heal us completely, he had to die on the cross. He came to bring life. Mm. Jesus revealed and he demonstrated the principles of life. He clearly taught that life is not to be found in living for yourself, but rather in giving of yourself in service of God and others. Mm. The same way that Jesus stopped and he took time with Zacchaeus. The same way he stopped for the sick woman who touched his clothes. The same way that he stopped for each and every one that had a need and was moved with compassion. He is your friend and my friend in a time of need. Oh, so today I want you to think about the people that you're going to come across. Would you stop for them? I believe there are those who are beaten and hurting. Not on the outside physically, but in their hearts. Have you seen them? Can you be a good Samaritan and really stop and care? Oh, put your trust in Jesus today. Let his healing touch flow through you into the life of someone that they can start a new life and a new beginning. All because you saw an an opportunity to serve and you seized that opportunity to serve. Never walk away. 
from someone who deserves your help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Never tell your neighbors to wait until tomorrow if you can help them today. (laughs) Well, my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Did you miss a Dash episode recently? If so, we have you covered. You can get all of the previous Dash teachings on your podcast platform right now. It's a great opportunity to not only catch up on what you've missed, but also share the teaching with others who need to hear it. Every message gives you the opportunity to share through your favorite social media channel, email, or text. It's a valuable way to let your friends and family know what God is teaching you through Dash with Carol Dixon. If you would like to know more about Dr. Carol Dixon and Dash, go to our website at caroldixon.net. Thank you.